Hey there, Koejo here, and I understand that running your own Facebook ads can be quite complicated and intimidating, and yet, at this point, you're not ready to hire out Facebook ad management. So, if this is you, I can teach you how to run your own Facebook ads. One-on-one, -on -one, unlimited support over the next 28 days. We will have three Zoom calls, and in between those calls, you get all the support and all my strategies I will audit your graphics, your ad copy, make sure that you're set up the way that's working best for my clients. We'll take care of all the analytics. I will coach you step by step how to troubleshoot ads, how to know when to scale, and how to read all the signs so that you're equipped to run successful lead magnet campaigns and profitable sales campaigns and registration campaigns for your launch or what have you. If you need this kind of support from me right now, then click the link in the show notes below. It's the art of online business forward slash call. I've been doing this all along, but now the offer is just focused on helping you run your successful ad campaign within the next 28 days and the next five people get a pretty nice discount. All right, the link is in the show notes below. Back to the episode. Welcome to the Art of Online Business Podcast. My name is Rick Mulready, and I'm an online business coach, Facebook and Instagram ads expert, lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm a total coffee snob as well. Each week, you're going to learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips that take the guesswork out of growing and scaling a profitable online business so that you can truly become an entrepreneur with impact. This podcast is your secret weapon for fast-tracking the growth of your online business. Let's do this. All right, it's Quick Tip Friday, my friend. Welcome back to the show. I'm pumped about today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, this is episode number 487 here on the show. And with these quick tip episodes, I'm going to share a tip or a strategy that can help you optimize your business for quicker growth, more impact, and more revenue as you do that with the caveat of all while working less, because that's what we're all about here. Now, before I get into today's quick tip, I am standing, I have an adjustable standing desk. I've had it for years. I just put a new top on it. I'm super proud of myself. I polished it on the top. That's all I did. Then I attached it. But anyway, I am standing right now in front of two 34-inch curved monitors. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I won these monitors recently. And for years and years, I had like an old Dell 23-inch monitor and my laptop. And on my desk, I had that 23-inch monitor and I had the laptop up in like a little stand next to it. I've been wanting to open up multiple screens more and more recently. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a couple of monitors. And I originally thought I wanted some 32-inch monitors, but I found them kind of hard to find. So I was like, what's another two inches? Holy cow, <laughs> this is way overkill. I'll have to post a picture on Instagram or something like that. But I have been playing around fiddling with like the setup so that my neck doesn't <laughs> hurt like heck. And so I have this big monster monitor in front of me. And then over to my left, I'm still figuring out my workflow with it, but I have this other same size monitor to my left. And it's ridiculous. It's way over the top, but let's be honest, I kind of love it. So that's what's going on here in the home office of Mulready headquarters. 
Now, today's quick tip, let's get into it. Today's quick tip comes from within the optimized sales and marketing pillar of your business. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I'm all about teaching you the optimized CEO method. And within that method, there's three key pillars. The first one is optimized mind. The second one is optimized sales or optimized sales and marketing. And then the third one is optimized systems and processes. Because when you have all three of those pillars really solid for you in the business, not only are you creating more freedom for yourself, you're creating more revenue, right? And you are having a bigger impact while working less. And that's what this is all about. Think of the optimized CEO method, the three pillars, like a three-legged stool. If one of them is weak or missing, it's going to fall right over. And so today's quick tip, we're going to dive into within the optimized sales and marketing pillar. And what I'm going to talk to you about came from a recent strategy call I had with one of our new Accelerator coaching members. And this person is going to have, they're launching later this month in April, and they've done this launch similar from the offer. They've done the exact type of launch. They're doing my optimized launch method, and they've done this exact launch, but with a slightly different offer. It was just set up a little bit different, and the price point was a slightly less. So we got to use the stats and metrics as pretty solid baselines from the last launch. And so what I want you to get out of what I'm going to take you through here is if you're not tracking your numbers, if you are launching in your business, you've got to be tracking your numbers. I mean, you should be tracking all of your numbers in your business anyway, right? I don't mean like every single number. I've done episodes talking about, you know, what are the vital stats that allow your business to flourish? Think of it like, what are the vital signs when you go to the doctors? What are they checking, right? Like blood, blood pressure, et cetera. Well, what are the vital signs for your business? And you got to make sure that you're tracking those stats. Now, within a campaign where you are looking to attract an audience and then make sales, right? You got to be tracking stats all along the entire funnel. So with our new student here, we reviewed the stats and all the stats were pretty good. And we determined that the biggest leverage point from a stats perspective, so the biggest leverage point that we could look to pull, if you will, on this upcoming launch, the biggest opportunity for him was the lead to sale conversion rate. And that is just the number of sales that you get from a launch, or you know, if you're doing evergreen or something like that, take a period of time. So it's the number of sales divided by the number of leads. Number of sales divided by the number of leads. Now, this is one of the stats that you need to be tracking in your business whether you are launching, whether you're doing evergreen, whether you are just running email marketing, whatever it is, you got to know what your sales conversion rate is. So number of sales divided by number of leads. And you can track this again. If it's if you're doing evergreen, you can do like by week, by month, by quarter, whatever it is that you want to do. And so this person's sales conversion rate was, or lead to sale conversion, I should say, was 0.7%. And I'd like to see a lead to sale conversion rate somewhere in that probably in like that two to 4% ish range, always going to be outliers, right? If you're doing something like five to 10% and north of that, you're doing quite well. And so with a 0.7 lead to sale conversion rate, again, number of sales divided by the number of leads times hundred, it's going to give you that percentage. And so this person's lead to sale conversion rate of 0.7 is pretty low. And so again, we looked at all the other stats and they were pretty good we determined that this was a really good leverage point. That's a big opportunity for us to, all right, how do we increase the lead to sale conversion rate? 
next time. And so the first thing that we did was we came up with a new lead to sale conversion rate goal for the next launch. Okay. And so this person has a revenue goal for this launch that we're talking about. They have a Facebook ads budget. And so we get to look at this and use the revenue goal and the Facebook ads budget to kind of start to make some estimates. Again, using the baselines from the last launch. And then also what happens if we increase to a 1% lead to sale conversion rate? What if that becomes our new goal? Like just simply going from 0.7 to 1%. Well, with running those numbers, it doesn't allow him to hit his revenue goal with an estimated ads cost per lead. So all we did was we took his last average cost per lead from the last time he launched and it was like around $2 or something like that. It was really good. I'd take $2 all day long. Now we said, okay, let's just take a estimate of $3. Let's just increase it. And so, all right, estimated cost per lead of $3 at a 1% lead to sale conversion rate does not allow him to hit his revenue goal. 1% doesn't. Well, what if we go for 2%? What if we bump that goal to 2%? Well, that allows him to surpass his revenue goal for the launch. All right, cool. Now we're onto something. And you can play with the numbers here, right? Well, what would that look like if it were 3%? What would it look like if it were 4%, et cetera? So we're taking the baseline from the past launch of 0.7 lead to sale conversion rate and setting a new goal for the next launch. So his new goal, his new lead to sale conversion rate for this upcoming launch is now 2%. And that would allow to surpass the revenue goal that he set for this launch. So now that we've done some back work here, now we got to brainstorming some ways that you can increase your lead to sale conversion rate. Because why is this stat important to know? Well, if you have done three, four, five, 10, 40, whatever, 100 launches, and you're tracking your lead to sale conversion rate, and you get an average, well, let's just say your average is 5%. And now you can start forecasting roughly how much revenue you can expect from a launch. So if you get 1,000 people registered for your launch and you've been averaging a lead to sale conversion rate of 5%, okay, 5% of 1,000 is 50. Let's just say that your program is whatever, 997. What's well, 50 grand? And so it sort of removes the fear, if you will, out of spending on acquiring those leads for the launch. Because like, if I said, all right, well, you give me $10,000, I'm going to give you $50,000 back all day long, please. <laughs> right? Yeah. You give me one, I'm going to give you five. All right. Pretty good deal. So that's why this number is so important. So now that we have a goal, let's brainstorm some ways that you can increase that conversion rate. And we came up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different things. First one being, let's increase the number of leads by lowering the CPL. Let's just say that he kept the same cost per lead that from the previous launch of $2 instead of the $3 that we were estimating. Okay, cool. That means you're going to get more leads in there. So we could look at, all right, what are some ways that we can test to lower that cost per lead? All right, so more leads. You know, it doesn't have to be ads. It be like social media or podcasts or whatever it is. So first way to increase that lead to sales, get more leads into your launch. The second thing that we came up with, and this was specific to him based on the last launch, and I would almost guarantee you that so many of you are experiencing this in your business, but the idea of a slight shift in how the program, how his course was being positioned. So a slight shift in positioning of 
the program, meaning like, all right, it was the first time that they offered it and, you know, could have done better. We always could do better. So looking at, okay, what are some things that we can do to improve the positioning of the program during the entire launch, meaning from the invite emails, the lead up emails, the card open emails, et cetera. The third thing that we came up with was the messaging, right? This really does align with the positioning as well. One thing that he noticed from the last launch was he was assuming that the people who signed up for his launch, his training, his optimized launch method, because he was doing a training series, he was assuming that they want what he'd already created in his business. And that wasn't necessarily the case. So he was using that insight from the last launch to now focus on what the audience wants rather than your assumption. And you're only going to know this by listening during your launch. All right. So the first one, increased number of leads. That's going to increase your lead to sale conversion rate just by getting more leads in there, right? Well, let me say that. We hope <laughs> that is a hypothesis that we can make. So by the way, as we brainstorm in these ways, these are all hypotheses, right? So we can say, you know, we think that the lead to sale conversion rate will increase by doing this. And so we can test that hypothesis. So increase the number of leads should, but maybe not, slight shift in positioning, focusing on the messaging more. And so now we get a little bit more tactical here, where one thing that I definitely recommend because they work really well for him, and this has happened, my friend, in several conversations with my Accelerator members over the past, I would say, six to eight weeks. And I hear this from so many people. I sell when I do a Facebook Live. And so I had this conversation with another member and the cart had just opened, I think it was. And so they had like three or four more days left in, you know, while cart was open. And she said, yeah, like Facebook Lives work for me. Like whenever I do a Facebook Live, I make a lot of sales. And so my question was, all right, how many Facebook Lives do you have planned between now and cart close? And she said, one. I said, one, you just told me that whenever you do a Facebook Live, you sell. Let's get Facebook Live scheduled every day during cart open. And so that's one suggestion because in this conversation I was having here that I'm sharing with you, he said the same thing. When I get on Facebook Live, it works. All right, cool. Facebook Lives every day during cart open, different topics, Q&A, et cetera. The fifth thing was he didn't have any bonuses for his program. So I said, all right, let's look at some ways to add a couple to a few different bonuses here. And the way that I look at bonuses, so again, this is different from an upsell, right? The way I look at bonuses for a course or a program is what are the objections that people will have or are going to have about enrolling in your course or program? You use your bonuses to overcome those objections. And so just be thinking about it. All right, let's, let's just say, you know, look, time and money are always going to be the top two. Always, 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 right? Well, okay, let's go. Into, let's get a little deeper there. Well, you could have a bonus, like how to make an extra blah, blah, blah per month. Cool. I've done that before really very successfully as a bonus. Another bonus might be so many people struggle with the tech, right? The backend tech within setting a, you know, a course platform or membership up or whatever. Okay, cool. Well, what kind of bonus could we create that helps them with the tech side? You see what I'm saying? Because someone might have the objection of, Ooh, I am not tech savvy. I'm raising my hand right now, by the way. I am so not tech savvy. I don't get that side of things, so I'm not going to enroll. Oh, wait, there's a bonus over here that is going to help me do that. Cool. I'm in. So we created a couple of bonuses for the program. The next thing we did, the sixth thing out of seven, is he has a Facebook group. 
So when I teach the optimized launch method, I teach, you know, create a pop-up Facebook group, say two to three weeks out of the first training to start building engagement, et cetera. And so what we decided to do was, hey, let's get running a lead magnet ad now to be building a list of people who are perfect for this type of launch, right? And the lead magnet would solve a unique problem that they have, but then open up a new question, which the launch is going to solve. And then the launch opens up a new question, right? Which your program solves, okay? So it's up, down, up, down. So we said, you know what? Let's start filling the Facebook group now. So you run your lead magnet ad, be building your list of your perfect customers for this program. And then on the thank you page, you're inviting people into your Facebook group. So it's kind of a two for one, right? And so the seventh thing was he wasn't emailing his email list consistently. So I said, all right, dude, (laughs) email list at least right now, two times per week, getting them excited about the launch. And so at the time of this conversation, he's in pre-launch, but it was still just a few weeks out. And so it was like, you know, he didn't, he wasn't starting like six, eight, 10 weeks in advance of the launch. He only had a few weeks. And one mistake I'm hearing more and more right now is people are not consistently emailing your list. You've got to be doing that, my friend. Consistency is key when you're emailing your list. All right. So I recommended that he do, hey, let's jump back into it. Just like you haven't been anywhere, like you've, you've been here all along, two emails per week, getting them excited about the launch and inviting them in. So those are the seven things. Increase the number of leads. Again, these are all hypothesis, things that we can test to increase that lead to sale conversion rate. Increase the number of leads by lowering the cost per lead, slight shift in the positioning, the messaging, meaning focusing on what your audience wants rather than what your assumptions are. Facebook Lives every day during card open, bonuses for your program. Start filling the Facebook group earlier through a lead magnet attracting your perfect customers for that launch, and then get emailing your email list. Minimum here for this person, since we're so close and you hadn't been like, let's just get it at least two emails a week. Now, normally I would not recommend doing all of these things. Seven things. These are seven things that, seven ideas that we came up with, right? And of course there's more here. You could, you could totally come up with more. And normally I wouldn't recommend doing all of them because if you do seven different things here, you really don't know what move the needle. But where I have the exception here is that these are all things that really should be done anyway. And so I would say out of increasing number of leads, yep, should be doing that. Positioning it correctly, yep, should be doing that. Messaging, yep, should be doing that correctly. Bonuses, yep, should be having bonuses that overcome objections. Email list, yep, should be emailing. So now that's five out of seven that we should be doing automatically anyway. Now, if we look at it, and say, all right, you know what? Facebook lives every day and we're going to start filling the Facebook group a week earlier. You could say those are two things. Those are kind of two things that you're going to test that he's going to test during this launch to see if they move the needle. Now, with that said, he's going to do all these, right? Because again, we need to be establishing a new baseline with these things. These are things that all should be done anyway, but I really think that by implementing and testing these things that we just talked about here, that lead to sale conversion rate is going to go up. And again, he's going to be doing this launch two more times before the fall. So he's going to get a lot of data really quickly. I love that. So we're establishing a new baseline based on this new positioning of the offer, right? And increasing that lead to sale conversion rate. So for you, 
be looking at all of your stats from your launches, Evergreen, whatever it is that you're doing. Where are the leverage points? What is the leverage point within that data that you can look to improve that will have an effect on the rest of your launch, meaning increase your sales? Because it's not about doing everything better in your launch. It's about picking one thing that is bringing everything else down. That, my friend, is going to make all the difference in increasing your revenue in the next launch. Cool. All right. If you are similar to this person I'm talking about here, an online course creator, you're an online coach, and you're already averaging at least six to 8K per month in revenue from your online business, and you want to be scaling to seven figures, right? But you're at a point right now where you've got a ton of blind spots. You don't know what you don't know. We all have blind spots, by the way. I have a ton of them, but you need extra eyes on your business to remove those blind spots to get your business moving forward more quickly, right? You're now spinning your wheels. You're very likely burnt out. You're overwhelmed. You're working way too much and you're not really sure what next steps that you need to be taking in your business. And if that's you, if you wanna have a bigger impact in your business while working less, then I wanna invite you to apply for my Accelerator Coaching Program, all right? So to learn more, fill out the application there, go to rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator rickmulready.com forward slash accelerator. All right, my friends, thank you as always so much for listening. Super appreciate you. I will see you right back here for the next episode here at the Art of Online Business Podcast. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.